When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Right now, 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 Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. It made me feel bad that someone who's accomplished a lot in the league is that insecure. I still had my Fox hat on and not my coaching hat on. I thought it was way out of line and appropriate, and I think he needs to keep my coach's names out of his mouth. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell. Bears general manager Ryan Poles. Still to come, MLB insider Tom Verducci. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Our number three of the Rich Eisen show is on the air. We already spoke to the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings and general manager of the Chicago Bears. If you missed any of that, guess what? We re-air as soon as this hour is over right here on the Roku channel. We're live on this Rich Eisen show terrestrial radio affiliate. Uh, We're also on Sirius XM Odyssey and more. Uh, There's our podcast. As soon as this is over, all three hours is available in podcast form. Hit us with an RSS feed. Follow there. Subscribe to our YouTube page as well. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. The baseball trade deadline beckons. And here to give us heads or tails about what is going on in that world is one of the best in the business from Fox Sports and Sports Illustrated, Tom Verducci, back on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Tom? Great. Rich, how are you doing? I am better for talking to you. Tell me what you think is uh, going down with the biggest names available in baseball right now. Tom. Man, it is an upside-down world. I mean, who would have thought when this season started the Mets would be sellers, the Marlins would be buyers. <clears throat> but that's the world we have now. And that includes Justin Verlander. I think he's the biggest name in play. You know, once Scherzer was out the door, actually back it up a couple of days, once David Robertson was out the door and Scherzer didn't want to be part of a team that wasn't trying to win the World Series, he was out. And now, really, I believe it's up to Justin Verlander if he wants to pitch for the Dodgers or the Astros. And I think the Mets would accommodate him if he goes to Steve Cohen and says, you know, I don't really like the writing on the wall here. You know, we're not close to being uh, competitors with the Atlanta Braves right now, and maybe not next year. So if that's the case, you know, these guys are pushing 40, 41. It's all about the postseason, right? He wants to win, and he's obviously been in Houston. I think L.A. is attractive because they give you a shot to win every year. And we saw the Mets being able to throw so much money in these deals to buy down contracts that I originally thought the move of Verlander would be really risky for someone. I mean, he still has about $93 million left. That includes a, an option that can best if he throws 140 innings next year, which I would expect Justin can do that. Um, but, yeah, with the money they threw in the Scherzer deal, think about this, Rich. The Mets paid a total of $107 million for Max Scherzer to win 20 games for them. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. So, hey, credit, they're using part of their resources. Their advantage, obviously, is their money, and they got a good prospect in return in that deal. But that tells me they can buy down Verlander's contract enough that if Justin says, you know, I'd rather go somewhere now and compete for a title this year, I think Steve Cohen would try to accommodate him. So uh, that has to be done by tomorrow, and these decisions have to be made right now those are the only two teams that verlander would want to go to or the only two teams that would actually be interested in him tom yeah i think it's all about what team he wants to go to i mean listen there's a ton of teams out there it's it's interesting that the game is really devalued starting pitching we see that all the time right pitchers don't pitch to the lineup the third time around they don't win as many games we get all that but this time of year if you want to get to the postseason and go through the postseason everybody's looking for starting pitching and it's been driving the market here. And I still look at teams, especially with young pitching, like the Marlins, the Diamondbacks, the Reds, the Orioles. They all could use a starting pitcher right now just to get into the postseason, never mind get through a round or two. Uh, so, yeah, best one on the market would be Justin Verlander because I think the Padres at this point are going to hold on to Blake Snell. Um, but does Justin want to go to Baltimore, Cincinnati, Arizona? I don't know. 
I just think it's easier guess to say that yeah going back to houston is easy going to la is easy and tom verducci here on the rich eisen show tom i mean you want to talk about who, who would have guessed it um when trout went out before the all-star break um and rendon is still you know out and the uh the angels on sunday night baseball get beaten by an astros team that if i'm not mistaken scored six or seven runs in the ninth inning and then the yankees come into town and they put their foot down and not only start winning games, but the front office is, is making moves to support everything that's going there. And Otani is in a good spot right now, it seems like, a day before the trade deadline, right? Yeah. Tom? Isn't it amazing how, like, one week can change everything? Because yeah. you're right. After that game against Houston, it looked like the Angels were going to be sellers. And they went off and won six of their next seven. And now you've got a team with a winning record, four games out of the wild card, Trout coming back in the middle of August, there was no way Artie Moreno was going to trade the biggest asset in baseball, which is Shohei Otani. Because once you trade him, you lose the power of incumbency, the odds of trying to re-sign him, which are pretty low anyway, go to about zero if you move Otani. So it didn't make any sense to me that they would ever move him, but especially with a winning record, positive run differential, four games out of a wild card for a team that hasn't been in the postseason in eight years, uh, yeah, they did the right thing. And listen, we've seen them be all it. I mean, like all it, underscore it, with the trades for Giolito, Lopez, and now uh, Taylor Ward gets hurt, and they right away pick up Gritchick and Crone. you got to love what the Angels are doing, man. We kill these teams a lot, Rich, for not trying too hard. you yeah. got teams that go into these rebuilding cycles. You can question Artie's methods and how effective they are, but at least his heart is in the right place. He's trying to win. And so the final few weeks of this season for the Angels, not only uh, for them to try and make a playoff run, uh, it, it, is it truly their best offer to Otani, right, is to show him that they can actually win with him? Or if I'm not mistaken, did I just hear you say you thought the chances of them re-signing him were low to begin with, Tom? Yeah, I mean, this at least keeps them in play for Otani because, listen, if this team does have some kind of magical run, uh, you know, like the Rockies back in 07, you know, they get into the postseason riding a ton of momentum, you know, that's going to count a lot, I think, for Otani, who really does want to win. I think anybody who watched the WBC understood that. I mean, we saw Otani at his best when the games mattered the most. And don't get me wrong, those games mean a lot over in Japan, those WBC games. So that's what he wants to do. And if they turn a corner here, get into the postseason, that will mean a lot. I think, don't forget about this. I like a lot of great athletes. Shohei Otani is an incredible creature of routine. He loves, you know, being on his own program. He's on his own program because nobody else in baseball has done what he's done. The way he keeps himself healthy is just amazing doing both disciplines of pitching and hitting. He's just fanatical about his nutrition, about his sleep, about his training. You saw the other day he pitched in humidity and heat in Detroit and had to leave the game with cramps. I just think he loves Southern California. It's a little bit closer to home. Uh, just the weather, the environment, the ability to be a two-way player, I think there's less wear and tear for him than some other places with uh, where the weather is more of an issue. I think he's got everything he wants in Southern California, but I think the Dodgers have the most money to put on the table. They tried to sign him when he was in high school, Rich. I mean, that's that's their white whale they've wanted all these years. And even, you know, they've got the payroll flexibility now to go out and blow everybody else out of the water. Now, does it come down to the highest bid? If it does, it probably will be the Dodgers. If it's comfort level, maybe he is such a creature of routine that the Angels with, you know, now that, you know, the Angels have pushed their payroll above the luxury tax limit, maybe that's indication that things are going to turn a corner here and, and he's all in. I don't know. I don't think anybody really knows what Shohei wants other than I do believe he's tired of losing and not being in the postseason. He does want that. Well, I think the biggest question involving him is how does he feel about the East Coast? How does he feel about the Amtrak corridor? You know, how does he feel about the the, uh, the 24-7, 365, long-time listener, first-time caller fan base? You know, how comfortable could he be? Does he want that? That's the biggest question. It's a great, great, great question. Because if you remember when he was an international free agent and the team lined up together, the first thing he did was pretty much rule out the Acela corridor, right? He didn't want to be part of that. And, you know, he, again, he creates his own schedule with the Angels. 
They don't tell them what to do, media obligations, you know, off-the-field obligations. Uh, it's a little bit harder to do that, I think, in the East, in Northeast, where they expect more of uh, just availability, if you will. Um, so I don't know. And, again, the weather's a factor. Do you want to pitch and hit in cold weather in April and September? I don't know. I mean, maybe things have changed with Shohei, but it's instructive to me that at least when he first came over, he said, no, I'd rather not be. And, and that's knowing, obviously, the kind of money that teams like the Red Sox, Mets, and Yankees can spend. Very few free agents rule out the Northeast corridor when they hit the market. He did that. So maybe that is an indication. A few more minutes left with Tom Verducci here from Sports Illustrated, Fox, and so much more right here on the Rich Eisen Show. I was saying earlier, Tom, you know, look, as a diehard Yankee fan from way back in the day, I understand that the renaissance, the Joe Torre renaissance, Buck Showalter, then Joe Torre renaissance and all those players were born out of George Steinbrenner being banned from baseball. I understand that he couldn't meddle the whole, you know, Ken Phelps, my baseball people stuff from Seinfeld back in the day. I get it. But I can't help but think uh, a performance like last night, nationally televised, pitcher who starts doesn't get an out before giving up seven runs first. And then the lineup strikes out 18 times in being embarrassed by the Baltimore Orioles. George M. Steinbrenner III would have had somebody's ass in his briefcase by the end of the night. Um, What is Hal doing? Like, what is best on your reporting, his thinking about this season that is gone so dreadfully for the Yankees. Uh, what can you tell me about this, Tom? Well, I think they've gotten caught here, you know, waiting for Aaron Judge and Carlos Rodon to get back. You know, I, they just knocked off too many days on the calendar. And, you know, they haven't stepped up for big-time players. They've tried to fill some holes here by by hitting on some off-the-radar guys. You know, the Billy McKinney's of the world, Jake Bowers of the world. I don't know if you win that division, that American League East, where the numbers got to be upper 90s, you would think, to win that division. Uh, and they got caught with, the, with a roster that's not built for today's game. You look at today's game, Rich, without the shift and the pitch timer, it's the younger teams that are leveraging the new rules. Athleticism plays, speed plays. The Yankees are an older team. They're actually, this is amazing, they're last in the major leagues in slugging against breaking pitches. There's more breaking pitches in the game now than ever before. So they've just got a roster that doesn't fit today's game, and they haven't been able to pivot in the course of this season. Uh, Yes, you were right about the game last night, to watch Severino get hit again a second time by Baltimore. I mean, Mm -hmm. they, they took the swings like they knew exactly what was coming. Um, and there was hope there that he had turned a corner. Every time the Yankees take one small step forward, which was the case with Herman's perfect game, and look at the way he's pitched since then. He hasn't won a game since. They take two steps back. And, you know, this is hell week for them this week. They've got Tampa Bay and Houston seven straight. Uh, This will go a long way in determining what the rest of their season looks like. But right now they are not a good offensive team. And I don't think that is going to change appreciably in the next two months. Well, I mean, you know, shift, shouldn't a shift help somebody like Rizzo who can't get on base all of a sudden? I mean, shouldn't... It actually has helped. And I was just looking at that. He has the third highest increase in batting average on balls in play. Well, (laughs) just not the last two months? I mean, sir... Not the last... But you're talking about ground balls to the right side. Where are the home runs? He's got one home run in the last two months. And again, the Yankees... Listen, Gene Michael, you know this, Rich, used to always say, you need left-handed power hitting to win at Yankee Stadium, right? right? They're, they're 27th and 28th in the major leagues in left-handed home run hitting and OPS. It, it's not there, and a big part of that is the way that Rizzo has fallen off the cliff. LeMahieu's hitting under 200 against fastballs. Stanton's hitting under 200 overall. These guys are all in their mid-30s now on the other side of their primes, and it hit them all in a hurry. So what happens? Are they walk me through this week? Um, you know, are they sellers or buyers in any way, shape, or form over the next twenty four hours? Because uh, you can't just wait and see how this week goes. You know, like it's time. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, first of all, I think we're at the stage of the game now because this is a firewall. The trade deadline, you can't get sneak people through waivers the way you used to with right. the change in the rules a couple of years ago. So you look at every team. Every team basically has a shot at the playoffs is doing something this time of year because, you know, this is your last shot to address any deficiencies you have. The Yankees, I think, by 6 o'clock tomorrow have to come out of this with a legit hitter. I thought Cody Bellinger was the perfect fit for them 
but he's not getting moved now. The Cubs just played like the Angels played their way back into the race. Right. They're not going to move anybody. So I don't know where that bat is, um, but they have to find something. They have to shoot high, and I, as I said, I don't think their offense as constituted is going to turn things around, even with Judge back. And it's amazing how good he looks in the first couple of games here. But he needs help. And uh, I think for the Yankees to sit idly by here and do nothing when their offense has been bad for the last couple of months, that would be a huge mistake. But in, in the meantime, we're all paying rent in the Braves world right now. Tom, do you think? How would think? you like to be Alex Anthopoulos? I mean, you talk about <laughs> very few problems. He goes out there and he needs a backup infielder. <laughs> That's his wish list, right? <laughs> Nicky Lopez. And he needs a right-handed curveball pitcher. So he gets Pierce Jones. <laughs> That's how narrow his needs are. I mean, if they throw the same lineup out there every day, they hit a gazillion home runs. They're leading every game after the first inning for nothing, it seems like. <laughs> and Oh, by the way, they're getting Max Fried and, and Kyle Wright back. So, yeah, right now it's it's the Braves and everybody else if you want to order them up a, uh, a World Series favorite. And in the American League, who's your World Series? Is it, I mean, can the Orioles do it? I mean, because they're playing, they're playing terrific baseball. They really are. You know, so what do you they think? They really are, and I've been so impressed with the job Brandon Hyde has done. They believe, not just think, but they believe that they can win a World Series. I question, though, I think they need another starting pitcher. You know, Tyler Wells has hit a wall a little bit here. Grayson Rodriguez from more innings than he ever has. Um, when you have a young staff, Rich, and a lot of these guys haven't pitched six months, and you're counting on that seventh month in October, high-stress innings, to get you through three different rounds, I think they need another starting pitcher. And maybe it's not Verlander at the very top of the market, uh, but even if it's a Michael Lorenzen, Eduardo Rodriguez, I do think for that team to, world se- to win a World Series, they need another starting pitcher. Well, I mean, do, do they have the – can they basically get the right to call up Verlander and basically ask him? You know, does, does, Kate, <laughs> does, does Kate like crab cakes? Do you want, you know, want Ravens tickets? <laughs> Seriously, you could spend two months with us. And that's and, you know, well, and then he, and then be mayor of this city from, the rest of your life, you know, like it's possible, from, you know. He's from Northern Virginia, so you can sell him on the coming back home angle there, right. right? Old Dominion. So, I mean, it's not crazy. I don't know that the Orioles would do that, but I will tell you this: that they could satisfy the Mets easily. <laughs> I mean, the, the Orioles, you see it right now. Their major league roster is just loaded. With young talent that's yeah. not going anywhere. I'm telling you, Tom, little, Tom, that's what I'm driving nuts at. them, Rich. It's crazy. They're so loaded. I know. It's they just, have so many guys right now who are just, you know, the blocks from getting to the major leagues that they can easily trade top prospect and not hurt their position the next couple of years. All right. I know I've had you for a long time. I got one last one. Your favorite Ellie yeah. Dela Cruz story that you've heard is what? What do you got for me, Tom Verducci? <laughs> your favorite story about this kid in Cincinnati that is, I think he ran first to th- uh, home to third in uh, Dodger Stadium in less than 11 seconds. So I think that happened yeah. over the weekend. So what do you got no, for me? He, he, throw, he throws the ball harder than anybody across the diamond. Think about this. He's a six foot five switch hitter who can play shortstop. That literally has never happened in the history of the game. And, and you see this. You know, in the NBA with Wemby and, and his wingspan and what he is at, what, 18, 19 years old, mm-hmm. you're seeing with some of the quarterbacks in the NFL, we're just seeing this age now where we're breaking the entire mold of what we think of as physically possible to play certain positions. And he's just a physical marvel, uh, speed and power combination like we've never seen, and switch hitting to be able to play shortstop. So, yeah, I just look at him, and I know we use that, the term unicorn for Shohei, but in his own way, he's a unicorn. I can't find a comp like him that I've seen. I know people mentioned Eric Davis, who's an incredible young player, mm-hmm. talent stealing 50 bags a year for the Reds, but no, I, I haven't seen a, a kid like this, and he is still a kid, um, with this, this kind of skill set at his size and speed. And just, and but also the way he plays the game, when he stole home in Milwaukee, after providing the team with the go-ahead run just to get on base, and then he provided the insurance run by stealing three consecutive bases and two pitches. Um, honestly, that's eye-popping. And it's interesting you mentioned Otani in the same sentence. I, I wouldn't, uh, I, you know, I know it's just only a few weeks here, but uh, he's had me. he had me at hello, that kid in Cincinnati. 
Hey, Tom. listen, Rich, that play you mentioned, stealing home there, that's my favorite play of the year. Because how many guys just put their head down to say, I just stole third base, right? Yeah, right. The fact that he had his head up looking for more, I saw years and years ago, I saw Paul Molitor score from third base when the pitcher dropped the return throw from the catcher. And that still stands out in my mind. When you, when you don't accept routine and you're always looking for more, I mean, Paul Molitor was probably in his 30s. This is a kid's first year in the big leagues doing something like that. That's my favorite play of the year. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, I mean, we had uh, John Sadak, who's been calling, you know, these great moments and, you know, meeting the moments um, for the Reds in the booth. We had him on. He said J.R. House, the third base coach, was going to dap up Ellie after he stole third. And Ellie De La Cruz, you know, Paid, paid him no mind, and he's wondering what's wrong with the kid, and it's because he was thinking of stealing home right as soon as he got to third, is what he said. That that from that amazing. Play. That's a high baseball IQ right there. I love it. Thanks for the time, Tom. Let's do this more often. I love our chats. Be, hey man, always a pleasure. And you, I enjoy it. Thanks. And you're and you're at Rays Yanks tonight. Is that where you're doing? Yeah, I tonight? got Rays Yankees tonight on MLB Network with Matt Vescursion. So uh, be an interesting one. Uh, <laughs> Judge back in the Bronx. Might need some earmuffs. You might need some <laughs> earmuffs by the by the end of the first. You never know. But uh, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. We'll be there. You got it, man. You got it. Check it out on MLB Network tonight. Tom Verducci with Matt Vescursion, the national broadcast of Rays at Yanks. Boy, they're ready to just put the fork in the Yankees tonight. Have you moved on? Are you uh, no, I haven't. full on jet season uh, or are oh, you still paying attention to the No, the jet season is really just beginning. Okay. I don't know if you're done watching baseball. I'm not. <laughs> I am. I'm not. Coop's coming back from camp this weekend. We have not lost a fantasy week since he's been gone. Does he know how? I have the assistant okay. general manager oh. is taking care oh. of business. As the GM returns from his summer <laughs> camp experience. <laughs> Potentially, after we've won a 13th consecutive week yeah. on a roll. We must be butter. All right, speaking <laughs> of Jets, um, I'm going to hit it. Let's hit it. By the way, I, just, I think I just saw uh, the coach of the Colts talking about Jonathan Taylor. Because Zach Moss is out. Jonathan Taylor's like, uh, okay, uh, you know, I'm not on the bus, literally and figuratively. Deion Jackson. Deion De- Jackson's currently the starting coach. Uh, Oh. Colts running oh, back. He had, a, he had a week last year, right? Wow. <laughs> Got to figure that one out. Yeah, what's happening? Oh, yeah, and uh, and uh, and um, a nose surgery for yeah, the quarterback. Anthony, the Colts started their tweet with, Anthony Richardson had a procedure. Like, whoa, whoa, what? <laughs> on his nose. <laughs> and then on, so got it. What, has he got a deviated septum? Yeah. Take think, care of that? Exactly. So, yeah. You know who also had one of those? Felix Unger had one of those. Felix Unger? Did he? Yes, he did. <laughs> I did not know that. Is that Taking the only a break. Time they've been, uh, Taking a break compared? with a little odd couple oddities. <laughs> Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is 
unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Would you be able to give an NFL team a good 15 scripted to start a game? Larry, could you really do that? Really? You think so? Not now. What do you mean? I would need, I would need to, I would need to study it. Okay. I would need to, um, you know, go, go down on the field. Mm -hmm. I would need to just talk to the offensive coordinator. Mm Mm-hmm. I would need to take a little course on it. Mm-hmm. And then there's no doubt in my mind <laughs> that I could do it. What would you be? Would you be a passing offense, a running offense? What would you be? What would you be? A lot of trickery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There'd be a lot of trickery. Playground you know, style. A lot of trickery. A lot of trickery. I would have, I, here's what I would be doing. Yes. I would be setting up the defense. Okay, I'm going like this, and now I'm coming back for the pass. Okay. So I would do that a couple of times, and then the third time, I would go like this. I think I go, go, and then zoom down, zoom down. And so that place called the the uh, the zoom the zoom down play. That would be a zoom down. Yeah. <laughs> so like double, triple, quadruple moves. Yes, yeah, setting setting them up, setting them up. I'd yeah. be setting up everybody. That's that's how I would that's how I would plan my offense. A lot of decoys, a lot of setups, a lot of smoke and mirrors. Yes. And yes. then at some point, there has to be a play that actually works. There'd be many plays to work. <laughs> They're being set up all over the place. They're not even going to know what's going on. They're going to be so confused. <laughs> Come on. Sounds good, right? It, does, yeah. it sounds so, good. You're hard. Sounds you're good. Hard. Larry David. I'm available. By the way, I'm available. There you go. <laughs> Larry David here on the Rich Eisen Show. I'm available. Robert Sala. I'm available. Oh, as we know, there is an offensive coordinator there. And he's the best coach Aaron Rodgers has arguably ever had. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio (laughs) Network, I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. You've got a top five list ready to uncork before we leave today, right? I I do. Right, Chris? I I do. Okay. Get that out the door. Okay. We'll do that out the door? Yeah, sure. Okay. Out Let's do door. that out the door. Out the door. Um, this happened while I was gone. Uh-oh. And I, I actually broke the seal of my vacation. Vacation? I was very good, Chris, right? I didn't tweet out. I didn't, no, no uh, I didn't IG out any you know, food. No food. No, no, no nothing. The, the recents are at the top, you know, when you go and you see the circle. I'm like, oh, they got a new story. Didn't see Rich Eisen. Didn't oh, uh, I tweeted out a couple of vistas. Didn't see a lot. I know. I, I Instagrammed out a picture of Susan and I. Which, yeah, that was nice. That Thank was you. Awesome. I appreciate well, you saying that. Thank you. Didn't Thank see you. a lot. Didn't but I had to stop. I had to shoot a video sitting in the front seat of the car. Oh. When I saw the news. And I had to tweet it out as well that there is a four-time MVP of the National Football League, first ballot Hall of Famer, who decided to give up $34 bucks and change to become a New York Jet. I, 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 it just doesn't compute. I don't know how to, I don't know how to handle success. <laughs> That's one of the many things we're going to have to take as Jets fans, a cue from Aaron Rodgers. Don't know how to handle success. This business of giving up money to play for the Jets, he didn't just do it now. Everyone's like, well, okay, he's just he's been uh he's been taken in by the trappings <laughs> of being around the Jets and seeing the kids, and he's like, All right, well, I'll just give money back. Now, I believe. And we're gonna have Albert Breer on tomorrow. You remember there was this whole holdup. Remember the holdup. They didn't want to give up any money. Well, I I, I don't know. That's what the it seemed like. Part of it had to do with he needed to restructure a contract that I believe he's just finally signed. This thing has been weeks and months in the making. I bet you that was part of the holdup. And again, Aaron Rodgers gave up money. I had it explained to me. In simple language today, he had 
50-something million coming to him this year and 40 and change next year for a total of $108 million that was coming to him. $59 million in 2023, $49 million in 2024. Only the 59 this year was guaranteed. The 49 next year wasn't guaranteed. That's $108 million. He signed a two-year deal that's apparently got a whole bunch of phony baloney years on the back end. $75 million guaranteed. So he went up in guaranteed dollars, but down in the amount of money if he played the next two years he would have been owed. And Packers fans are probably like, where was that hometown discount for Goody? <laughs> And the whole business that Aaron Rodgers given up money to play for the Jets. And he is showing the leadership with the young kids that a lot of Packers fans over the last two years were like, where was that for the young kids that they kept, that Cootie kept drafting him? And he just seems really at ease with the youngins. There was even a video that was just sent out today by the good folks at HBO and NFL films for hard knocks of him breaking down a looked like the quarterbacks group saying, Hey, just, you know, I'm happy to be here. Just want to break down the group and just say, you know, when you're, you know, having lunch or at the dining hall or whatever, sit with some people you don't know. Don't just sit with the same people. That's what leadership is. And Packers fans will be seeing that saying, what? Okay. What? He's, he was upset Christian Watson didn't know by osmosis the hand signals, and he's now breaking bread with somebody he doesn't know? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. That is what he is doing. And then when Sean Payton comes at Nathaniel Hackett, when Sean Payton talks about looking at last year's offense and how he doesn't know Hackett. A lot of people had dirt on their hands. It wasn't just Russell. 29th in the league and pre-snap penalties. Both sides of the ball called it one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL. That's how bad it was. Now, in all fairness to Sean Payton, and I say this with all due respect to Nathaniel Hackett, that was pretty damn bad last year. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and it, to give Russell Wilson his second-floor office, I mean, and just say, yeah, and whatever you want, Russ, welcome in. And then it didn't go well. The whole business of letting Russ cook all the way up until the 58-yard field goal needed to be kicked. Remember that last year? I mean, there was some terrible. And there was also some bad luck, too. Fumbling inside the five-yard line. With all due respect, it didn't work out very well, and that's why Sean Payton is there. Puffing out his chest. He even called it a mistake, him saying that. Had his Fox hat on. But Aaron Rodgers had his NFL Plus hat on yesterday. Hey. Hey. Here's Aaron Rodgers sitting down on NFL Plus. Get yours today. With Peter Schrager of Good Morning Football. He sat down with Schrags and gave Schrags the soundbite of the summer. Those comments were very surprising to, for a coach to do that to another coach. My love for Hack goes deep. You know, we had uh, some great years together in Green Bay. Kept in touch. Um, love him and his family. He's an incredible family man, incredible dad. And on the field, you know, he's arguably my favorite coach I've ever had in the NFL. Just his approach to it, how he makes it fun, uh, how he cares about the guys, uh, just how he goes about his business with respect with leadership, with honesty, with integrity. And it made me feel bad that someone who's accomplished a lot in the league is that insecure that they have to take another man down to set themselves up for some sort of easy fall if it doesn't go well for that team this year. thought it was way out of line and appropriate, and I think he needs to keep uh, my coach's names out of his mouth. Soundbite of the summer. And somebody's going to have to say something Similar to that over the next four years to not keep it soundbite of the year in the NFL. No. The fact that 
He thinks Sean Payton's setting himself up for a soft cushion if things don't go well, even though the logic of that doesn't make much sense because Sean Payton has been brought in to fix all these things. And if it doesn't happen, then what? It wasn't Nathaniel Hackett. It's him too. Look, I'm saying this. I was concerned Aaron Rodgers coming to New York might not be a good mix. That Rodgers might not take well to whatever spotlight there is in coming. And what Rodgers has done since coming to New York has dispelled every concern and notion that I have had. And this is why. What he said there shows everyone in the locker room that if anybody comes at us, I got this. I got it. Anybody comes at us as a family, we're rallying around each other. That's last year. The quarterback didn't take responsibility for pooping the bed in front of the whole Jet Nation. He had to have his dad call him up and say, what the hell did you just say at the podium? We don't have a problem with that now. That kid can start the Hall of Fame game. We're good. Let's get him better. Let's get him seeing what Rodgers is teaching him. Because, again, Packers fans can't believe it. He's, he's like Mr. Chips out there. He's, <laughs> he's teaching. He's got a curriculum. And here's the other thing, too. We got to stop comparing this guy to Favre. It's doing, he's doing it again with the Jets. Jets are taking the Packers guy. Favre used the Jets as a transfer portal to get back at the Packers by going to Minnesota. Did he try his best in New York? He was injured. Uh, He was injured. I get it. He was also distracted. I'll leave it at that as as just being uh, gentlemanly. Thank you. Um, Yes. But clearly, as soon as it didn't work out, with the man genius, he was out the gate. Out the gate and in Minnesota and playing like the Favre we all saw and knew. So, yeah, that's what he was doing with the Jets. This guy, Rodgers, is using the Jets to get back at the Packers. He wants to win with the Jets to get back to the Packers. He's not thinking about other places because I got to play him twice a year. He's not sitting there doing that. What he's doing is giving money back to the Jets when he wouldn't do it for Green Bay. He's talking to the kids. Although Aaron Jones would say he was very available. He did, he's still texting Jordan Love. But he's the guy in New York. And taking the heat. Now what happens when they play games? I know what you're thinking, Chris. We will see it because right now... Everything's All great. Do, everything's great. Everything's great. And, you know, and then the Jets are sending folks hey, like me, hey, you know, throwbacks. Hey, Don't worry, Greeny, I'm not putting it on. Pom-poms? Nope, nope. Oh. What's up? So, you getting these? <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's sharp. I saw that. I'm like, he's saying, don't come at anybody that's in my house, in my family. I got it. I like that. I, it's great. It's, it's great. I love it. And again, he gave back money so they could potentially sign Dalvin Cook. That's what he told Peter King today is when it comes in October, I don't want the team hamstrung. I want them to go get more people. And they might get Dalvin Cook before the end of the week. And he's clearly using the Jets to get back at Green Bay, if it is still something he wants to get back at. He seems at peace. And coming at, the only way that he's not at peace is if you're coming at his boy, Hackett. I just love it. I love everything about it. I'm loving all of it. Obviously, games have to be played. And of course, you know, all of a sudden, low ankle sprains for Garrett Wilson happen. Let me just sit everyone out. <laughs> no one should get Let's just sit everyone out. Just play the games. Let's just sit everyone out. Anybody that could be a pro and a bowler together, I don't want them playing. 
<laughs> Let's work out the kinks against the Bills. I don't care because they're going to be working their kinks out against us. Let's go. He's the face of your franchise. He is that. He's been there oh. for a couple months. He yeah. is that. And comfortable being that. Comfortable oh, being that. And the team is comfortable having him be that. Do you understand a human being that could make $35 million decided, I'll make it something that is non-guaranteed just to come play for the New York Jets? Because I feel happy to do that. It makes me happy. And I feel as if it gives me the best chance to win a Super Bowl. Like, I can't. That's just, that's just you know, tell me where the aliens are. Okay? Also. Sure. And again... He's also made $305 million I know. in his career. But somebody in his position could sit there and go, I'll go to the Jets. You need me so bad, but you still have to pay me my $59 million, all of it guaranteed. Oh, okay. You'll give me now $75 million guaranteed over the next two years. It's all up my guarantee, but I'll also lower how much money I would make over those two years. And that actually, that amount of money is a bonus in 2025 that I may or may not get. Uh, I'm willing to do that. But if I put the number okay. at two and a half, do you think he plays more or less seasons with the Jets than two? Like, so more than two? I'd, I'd take more than one right now. But it seems like two is pretty much a lock. Oh. Do you think he plays a third? I don't know. Let's see what happens in the two. Okay. How he feels. But he has 35 million reasons to D- play a third. Dude, for Brady, when, again, he, Brady's, the, Brady's the, the signpost. He's, he, he is the only guy you can compare anybody who plays into their 40s to. Yeah. And he may be the outlier for the rest of the human race for football. He may be. But when Brady turned 40, you're like, how many is he going to play? He said, I'll play till 45. And everyone's like, yeah, right. And now he's 45. And we're like, why not one more? So I don't know. The Bengals should call him too. <laughs> That's true. Well, certainly if Burrow is the next Brady. <laughs> now you're on to something. You imagine Tom Brady on the Bengals? Oh. Until bro- until Burrow comes back, then I'll go then I'll move to Vegas. You're ridiculous. <laughs> this is about the Jets. I love it. Sir. This guy. Hey man, we don't have we're off the Trevor Simeon uh treadmill. Ooh, we're off it. We're off it. What if Brady's like, yeah, I'll be the backup. Excuse me. No, he won't do that. This is whose train we're on right now. Sorry. The, a, eight tra- the eight train. The eight train. Oh yeah. The throwback, baby. That he's this is the one he's gonna wear against the Bills. Who could immediately turn this into a uh you know something that I'm not feeling right now? Well, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Are you going to sleep in that? No. <laughs> Thanks for asking. That's, that's fun. Great I mean, visual. Why, I mean, why wouldn't you? You're excited. Great visual. You, your team. No, is... I'm glad I have it. I don't... That's what I'm saying. Why, I would... Dude, you know, again, you know my, you, my, you know my, um, can't wear, you, can't you know wear. my rule about wearing yeah. jerseys. Yeah, but you're the almost bed? the same age. We are not almost the same. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> You're almost the same. I cannot wear the jersey of somebody who's younger than me. That's it. I'll wear my Wesley Walker gamer. There you go. I can wear oh, my. Oh, uh, win the Super Bowl, Rich. Namath. Like, you got to rock that jersey, Rich. I am not. You have to have a, an Stop addendum it. for your rule. Stop it. Come on. Stop Instagram it. story, Rich. Is I don't wear jerseys of anybody younger than me. It's just that simple. <laughs> Even if they might be mentally wiser than me. What, what happens if you win the Super yeah, Bowl? Are you going to put that jersey on? Rodgers. Rodgers oh, is just like, okay, Shrags, you're here. You know, know. knowing I know, I know he's going to ask me about Sean Payton. I've got my answer locked and loaded. If the Jets win the Super Bowl. Stop oh. it. Rich has to wear that jersey. Are you, uh, you going to be on a float with Greeny? We're taking, oh. a, we're taking a break. <laughs> A root beer float? Canyon Heroes. Oh, Canyon Heroes, Rich. You'd love them. You'd do it. You'd do it. Oh, my goodness. You deserve the beer, Rich. You deserve Great start, Aaron. Great start. (laughs) Great start. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. I don't like uh, what you said going to parade. <laughs> what about you wearing you the like jersey? You don't like the parade? What do you mean? You don't like the C note or the parade? You, you Greeny, Gary V, oh, all yeah. the parade clothes. The Wu Tang Clan. Kind of Valley. Who are the jet celebs? You I got? would not go in a parade. Why? Float. Why, why what if they I? asked you? Because oh. I'm not part of the team. You're, yeah, sure. you're one of why the not? number one fans. I'm not part of the team. You're the cheerleader. You got to go. You got to go. I wouldn't do it. We were going to make you go. I'd be here. No, we no. You have to go. I'd be dog. here. We'll Come do the show live on the from the floor. I'd be here. Our first Super Bowl in your lifetime. Rich, so what? We're going. So what? You act, don't be so cavalier about it. Can you just imagine, like Sunday night, the Super Bowl is in Vegas. Yes. Like the club oh. scene after for the team that wins. Yes. Oh, it's gonna be. You'd go to that, right? Um. What if like Woody is just like? No, hey, I'd have to be back here. I got to be Like we're gonna be at. Party. I've no, got to be back here. Rich, tonight. don't worry no. about I've got to be back no. here. You'll be no. fine. Okay, that's not the point. You're a 54-year-old man. I know because you told us. We've never seen your team win a Super Bowl. You You're deserve going. to You're be going. there You're for staying. that, man. You'd be up there. Would you let... You have to be there. If the Jets, if the Jets don't, win the Super Bowl... I know where hold it's, on a second. Yes. Yes. By, by the, the way, Jets, you, don't, you don't need to divide to conquer. Don't divide. I'm not dividing. You are being divisive. What you're about to say is being divisive. I'm not. No, he's about to take a swipe at Greeny. Go ahead. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Go ahead. Would you let who's the guy who throws the, who throws the cakes? Oh, oh Stevie Aoki. Would you let Stevie Aoki throw a cake, cake at you at XS if yes. the Jets win the Super Bowl? Okay, is this a real thing? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It's his big thing. Like people literally go to watch him DJ just so he will throw a cake on. Them. Yeah. yeah. It's called being cake. Super sure. Bowl sure. I'll have Steve Aoki throw Aoki. a cake. At Jets win. Sure. Aoki cake sure. at Ivy. Sure. Absolutely. It's got to be a Jets cake though. That's yeah. gonna be yes. sick. the Jets cake. Yeah. What Ray, content? Except for Ray us. Romano will jump in and hey! take it first. I care on the show. So it's you, Greeny, Ray Romano, and Gary V. Oh, there's a lot of Jets. Bobby, fans. all on the parade. Oh, Connavali, sure. Canyon Heroes. Right. Second week of March. I want to go to that party. Um, I want you to go. I'm so where you know, the speaking of parties, let's let's. Oh, we are we are um, expanding our party every day here on the Rich Eisen Show. Yes, indeed. We have two new radio affiliates today. We yeah. appreciate the Blitz 1170, KTSB in Tulsa, Oklahoma, 50,000-watt flamethrower, sending nice. us all across the beautiful heartland of this great country. Oklahoma. Uh, we're also on Talk Radio 1360 WKMI, Kalamazoo, Michigan. Now, I'm a Michigan guy, as you know. Mm-hmm. Kalamazoo is, uh, Kalamazoo. is uh, in the western part of the state. Um, and nearby Kalamazoo, as uh, I know, being a kid, Battle Creek, Michigan, home of Kellogg cereal. (laughs) Chris Brockman, when I told you today we're on in Kalamazoo, you said you wanted to do top five list, right? I was like, let's go top five. What's your top Top, five list? In honor honor of being on in the great part of the state of Michigan. And I know uh, people in Battle Creek can hear us. Half an hour away. They can hear us. Top five. Battle Creek. Kellogg's cereals. Let's go. You use music. Top Whatever. five Kellogg's cereal. What cereal music do you have? You're getting busy. It's just the same regular okay, cereal. All right, coming in at number five. Raisin Bran. Because it's heart healthy. Sometimes you okay. need that fiber in your okay. diet, TJ. So you got you to gotta have... Underrated. Not don't over milk the raisin brand, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No Santa raisins. Rice Krispies. Okay? okay. The snap crackle does pop. If you put your ear down, oh, I know you, you can, can hear it. Does it. You oh, can yeah. hear it. Yeah. And obviously yes. throw some marshmallow in there. You got rice krispie treats. Ooh, second yes. to none. Number three, Apple Jacks. Underrated. Uh, uh, Underrated. The flavor no. of the app. You can get cinnamon apple jacks. I'm just saying. Uh, they're 
It underrated. Give it a try. Number two, uh, frosted mini wheats. Okay, you know I like those. Big, frosted small, I'm in. works. I'm in. Number one, undisputed, the goat frosted flakes. I'm okay, in. frosted flakes. Is Number one is frosted. Bring uh, out the tiger in you. All right, can you put that up one more time? I, I, I got some pushback here. Pushback. Ooh, yeah, pushback. Uh, a raisin bran out. Product nineteen in. I know oh, I'm the only product, product 19, nineteen guy. Oh yeah, that's product right. nineteen. You've said that product before. nineteen. No, we still have a box in the back. In. I think they send it product to us. Product nineteen in. Raisin bran out. Because only Although, people over seventy. You know, just to say, oh, right? Oh, frosted mini wheats out. Product what? 19 in. Just again, you know, I need, again, I, I don't want to kick out fiber. Raisins can help, you know, no regularity. Uh, 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 where's Captain Crunch? And by the way, I said it appropriately. Cap- it's not Cap- Captain it's, Crunch. It's Captain. Captain Crunch. Where's yeah, Captain Crunch? I think not officially a Kellogg's cereal. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, did I just create a faux pas? Oh, Rich. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Uh, my bad. Captain Sorry. wrong. I'll, I'll, I'll know my market a little bit better. Um, um, hold on a minute. What are, what are some you other can, you options? Google a Kel- Kel- oh, hold on you a can Google uh, this in front of you. Fruit Loops? Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops. Corn, Pops. Corn Pops. Corn Pops. Corn Pops. I said Corn Pops. Uh, no. I said uh, Corn Pops. Put this list up one more time. Yeah, this is terrible. What an outrage. Yeah, this whole, this list is now I'm becoming more outrageous. No, Fruit Loops got to be in there. Here's the deal. Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops They're is not the flavor of the color of the, of the loop. You know cinnamon that, right? Cinnamon that's a fact. Kellogg's, yeah, Apple Jacks. Jacks. They actually have some flavor, more flavor than Fruit Loops. Don't nobody like Apple Jacks You know what else Loops. I didn't like about the mini wheats? Keep it up there on the screen. Uh, put they're smiling? Yeah, they have, like, they I don't need, yeah, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, mini wheat? You don't yeah. want the mini Yeah, the rest of them, like, one. I love those. And one of them, you got a tiger. Okay. Another one, you've got three yeah, right. three elves. Are they elves? Snap, crackle, and pop? What are they? Yeah, okay. You got a sun, an actual sun, putting the raisins into the brand. I mean, Two it. scoops. Two scoops. And yes. the mini wheats, the mini wheats is just box. like talking to you. That's kind of creepy. <laughs> Applejack. Rice, the Rice Krispies should be fun. Fruit Loops, two cans, Sam, brother. I mean, yeah. Corn pops. Corn pops, big. Corn pops, crispies out. Corn pops in. Oh, mini wheats out. Product nineteen in. Product nineteen. Apple jacks out. Fruit loops in. And I got it. Frosted flakes. I get it. There you go. Look at that. Look at that. Are you not regular? Is that why you want product nineteen? That's why I want the raisin bread. Excuse me. How dare you? You know what? You just what you just did is what he does with pickleball. Don't age. It's not. Don't be ageist. No. Don't. Okay. Don't be ageist. Don't you dare. I'm not. I'm asking a question. I am the most pickleball. regular man Everyone. on television and, when you, when you, and radio. When you go play pickleball, do they give you a yeah, box of box 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 on the way? Oh, Is that the trophy? Oh, boy. You know, like when, when you're in elementary, By you, way, get, you get orange slices. I I'm going to drop a name. You know what I played pickleball with this oh, weekend? Oh, oh. Chase Utley. Oh. So back off, pal. Is he in his 60s? He is not. As a matter of fact, he looks like he can rake today. Did he quit you while you were playing? No. Uh, hey. <laughs> Bottom line, <laughs> out of all of this, welcome Talk Radio 1360 hey, WKMI, Kalamazoo, Michigan, oh, and Battle Creek, Michigan. We'll take some cereal. To the Rich Eisen Frosted Show. Frosted Flakes. The Goat Talk. Network. Oh, yeah. Frosted, 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 Frosted Flakes. flakes. I, I don't Those like that Chase Utley play. Look at this, okay? dude. This doesn't help Set the case out. right there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> This doesn't help the case yeah, at all. Plays pickleball. It's not <laughs> helpful. Not at all. <laughs>